really, in this case, it's not so much a shift, but rather where it's kind of been most of the winter. Now, we have had some brief colder spells, but those colder spells have been really close to normal, whereas these warmer spells have been well above normal. And so it's really just a shift to the north of the jet stream, and that takes the storm track north as well. So we haven't just been warm, we've been dry as well. What is normal for this time of year? Well, normal highs right now are generally in the mid-30s, and normal lows are in the low 20s. And so that just gives you an idea of how unusually warm it's been. Now, you probably anticipate uh, the next question that's coming. Uh, maybe this isn't the right way to phrase it, but can this or any one specific unusual or seemingly unusual weather event be tied to climate change? Well, here's the fact on that. Climate is a big picture thing, weather is the small picture. So you don't look at one day necessarily and say, well, that's because. But when you look at something large scale like a heat wave like this, and I know you don't want to call it heat necessarily because this is February, but it is technically a heat wave. It's just you know, relative to summer, it's not as warm. But the bottom line is, is that we have seen, and this is documented, we have seen with the warming climate, we have seen a decided shift toward a much higher ratio of record warmth and a much lower ratio of record cold. So this type of heat wave is consistent with some of the things we are seeing with the warming climate. So you can't take a single weather event and necessarily say it's because of global warming, but what you can do is say that this event is consistent with an increase in similar events that we're seeing with the warming. One short-term effect of these temperatures may be that it causes trees to grow buds earlier, uh, which is a potential problem, say, if you're a fruit farmer, uh, for, because we know we're going to get frost down the road, and that could severely damage fruit trees that bloom early. It's happened before. What other effects, good or bad, uh, could these temperatures cause this spring? Well, first, to support what you just said, uh, this is something that... Uh, with the warming and the climate that we're seeing, uh, we are seeing warmer winters. I know we had a couple of harsh ones a couple, three winters ago, but overall we're seeing milder winters. And so people say, well, that means a naturally longer growing season. Well, it might be true, but what you just said is also true in that if we see these early spring unusual heat waves and if buds start blooming on trees, then you get a killing frost it can be devastating. And that happened in 2012. I don't know if people remember, but in March of 2012, we had that, uh, I think it was a nine or a 10 day period with temps in the 70s and 80s. And all the fruit trees, everything started blooming. And then we had a killing frost in early May and we lost 90% of our state's tart cherry crop. And I believe the same thing happened in, I think it was either 2002 or 2003. So that's one, that's one thing. Another thing that is uh, not a good impact from the warming, especially the mild winter we've had, you need a few Arctic blasts every winter because that kills certain kinds of pests. And so if you have a mild winter, more of those pests overwinter, they survive the winter. And so a milder winter means less attrition. And so things like mosquitoes, uh, perhaps wasps, hornets, other things that are considered pests to you and me, those things might be uh, more prolific in the coming spring and summer because fewer of them died. So every winter, as much as people don't like it, we need a few Arctic blasts. Last winter was pretty mild, too, and one reason why was because of a phenomenon out in the Pacific known as El Nino. Uh, what's different about this year? Well, first of all, there is no El Nino. In fact, there was a La Nina, 
And it's well known around here that El Nino years are warm for the planet, not just the U.S. And La Nina years are ten, tend to be cooler for the planet. And our winters as well tend to be much more uh, wintry with a La Nina. And so I did not expect uh, a severe or harsh winter this winter. I thought going in with a La Nina that maybe we'd have uh, kind of an average winter, you know, kind of a normal one, like not necessarily harsh, but just a normal winter. And this has been a big surprise. And, and, and it's a further proof that in trying to predict the winter season, there are a lot of uh, oscillations and circulations we watch. Something else, or maybe more than one of these other patterns working in concert with each other, somehow played out into a scenario where here in at least the eastern two-thirds of the U.S., we have had a much warmer than average winter. And in fact, if you look at the pattern for this winter, all those storms crashing into the west coast, the warmth here in the east, this looks like an El Nino winter, even though we have no El Nino. And the only other point to make that's of any relevance is that, as I mentioned, you know, El Nino years are warmer, La Nina years are colder. And what has happened with the warming climate is La Nina, those cooler La Nina winters and years here are now becoming as warm as the El Nino years were back, you know, 40 and 50 years ago. So we're seeing a trend toward even warmer La Nina years. Again, I'm not saying that global warming caused this, but what we are seeing is consistent with some of the things that we are expecting with climate change and now starting to see with climate change. Looks like we've got some storms coming on Friday. Uh, anything to worry about? Well, that's a very dynamic system that's coming our way. A number of ingredients uh, seem to be coming together. Now, keep in mind, the specific thermodynamics and things, we don't start really getting some high detail on those until maybe a day before, half a day before the event. But from what we're seeing right now, we're going to have a, a warm enough and humid enough atmosphere, very unusual for February. We have an approaching strong cold front, so that's your dynamic part of this thing. And then aloft, we have a nice little, uh, like a chunk of jet stream, basically a band of higher winds that are going to swing up here from the southwest, and that would support stronger wind gusts and wind shear in these storms. So we are concerned about the storms that may occur late Friday into Friday night, and that's something that we are very uh, closely monitoring and something we're watching uh, for the potential to be uh, a very rare severe weather event in February.